it's uh, Dave Barnett from the investlocalbook.com blog site. Um, wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, something that's been happening recently. I have a good friend of mine who is, he wants to buy a business and he's been negotiating, um, examining, doing some due diligence and it finally came down for him to, um, to make some offers. And like a lot of business sellers, the seller wants uh, too much for his business. He doesn't have a realistic price on it. So one of the things that uh, I've worked on with my friend who wants to buy the business is a strategy that I've used many times before in my life. Um, and I don't think many people are aware of this or have done it. But there's no rule anywhere that says that when you make an offer on something that you only have to make one offer. So what we did is we actually made three different offers. And I won't give specific numbers, you know, because this is all confidential. But um, as an example, using round numbers, let's say you've got a business that's worth, um, based on cash flow, it's worth like 500 grand, but the seller wants a million. So what you do is you make three different offers. You make one offer for, uh, you know, 400 grand, and it's a cash offer. So I'll buy your business for $400,000 and the second offer you make uh, and, and you'll get the four hundred grand on closing day. And the second offer you make is for like six hundred grand, with um, you know, four hundred and uh, or maybe less probably three hundred and fifty grand down on closing day and um, hundred and fifty grand over several years uh, with vendor financing. And then the last offer, the third offer, was uh, for a million bucks, but it was 250 down and 750 at 2% interest over 10 years. So what we're doing is we're, we're creating three different sort of outcomes. We're letting the seller know that we're open to negotiations, but if the price is gonna get ridiculously high, then the terms of payment uh, have to get ridiculously flexible in the favor of the buyer in order for them to even consider it. So the narrative or the story that goes along with these offers goes like this. Mr. Seller, uh, you know, we've gone to several banks with the financial statements of the business and I've talked with my good friend who used to have a career in buying and selling businesses and everyone we're talking to is telling us that this business is worth between five and six hundred grand. So if you want to get paid a significant amount of cash on closing, and you want a big chunk of money on closing day, I'm going to have to go to the bank and I'm going to have to convince them it's a good deal. And they're all telling me that it's worth between five and six hundred grand. So if you want me to borrow money so you can walk away with a large amount of cash on closing day, then you're going to have to realign your, your selling expectations. I need the banker's help and the banker is not going to help me buy your business for a million bucks. However, if you take my offer number three for a million dollars and I only have to put 250 down, I can do that without the bank. So it doesn't matter what the banker thinks. Now, now I've just given you these examples off the top of my head, but if you were to take a calculator and work out the net present value, so use your time value of money calculator to work back what's the value today of these future payments what you're going to find is that the, the way we actually structured the offer, uh, all three of the offers, is that they all come back to present values that are very similar. 
Um, so from the buyer's point of view, he literally doesn't care which of the three offers the seller would accept. Uh, and he knows that the seller is likely going to counter one of them and there will be a negotiation. Um, but I've found in the past that it can be a useful tool to help dislodge someone from a fixed way of thinking. Uh, the seller is asking for a million bucks and he thinks that someone's going to come along and offer him you know, 700 and there's going to be a negotiation. Um, but to be able to put an offer on the table right from the beginning at his asking price, um, it shows a willingness on the part of the buyer to work with him, but that a concession is going to be required in the flexibility of the terms of sale. It's like, it's like a house, you know. Would you buy a house that was overpriced, you know, by 25%? So a $100,000 house, and I say, look, I'll sell it to you for one hundred twenty-five. dollars um, but at the same time, I'll also hold the mortgage for it and I'll charge you 1% interest over 25 years. You know, that might be a good deal um, to overpay for something if the terms are right. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you guys up to date. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about the whole notion that no matter what it is that you're buying, um, there is no rule that says you only make one offer. You can make more than one offer um, in the hopes of trying to negotiate or steer the discussions uh, in a certain way <clears throat> and set the expectation that um, if he wants his price he's going to have to meet your terms anyway um, if you want to learn more about uh, local financing private investment deals you should buy a copy of my book invest local it's available on amazon uh, in softcover and kindle or uh, in direct pdf download from my blog site investlocalbook.com talk to you later have a great day. See ya.